0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. TechFan Podcast number 402. Johnny Ives is leaving Apple. Oh, it's doom and gloom. ID Software's origin story. And that's it, I guess. Something else? I don't know. Let's find out. And it is Tech Fan Podcast number 402. I am Tim Robertson, and that is David Cohen. Hello, David. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I was going to do a solo show last week because I know you couldn't do one, and uh, just too much to do. We finally had weather that it wasn't rain and uh, nastiness, and I finally got too much stuff to do outside the house that just cut into podcasting time.
1: I feel yeah. We've just had our um, garden replaced front and back, so there's lots of planting and stuff to be doing. So we we were out doing that last night. Fun. Well, it's not really my thing. It looks nice when it's done, but uh, actually putting plants in the ground is just not. I don't enjoy it.
0: uh, Julie likes that. Yeah. She's got a garden, and um, she got a late start on it because it was just the weather was just not good. It was too cold for a while, and then it was too wet. And this didn't really work out, you know, time wise. So she's got the stuff planted now. But here in Michigan, it's been extremely wet. And we've got quite a bit of flooding in the area. We've had it for a couple of weeks now. And um, Chad Perry, for instance, uh, there's this, it's called the linear path that kind of goes around our whole city. Uh, I think it's like 50 square miles altogether. But it might be more than that. I can't remember. Regardless, uh, a part of it is down by where Chad Perry lives, my original co-host for the MyMac podcast. And he's been on TechFan in the past. Um, it's washed up like way past this wooden path. Mm-hmm. It, I've only seen it like that maybe once or twice my whole life. So the ground, it's been hot the last couple of days. I mean, like really hot. It was 90 degrees Fahrenheit here yesterday, mm-hmm. but with like 80% humidity. So that's not comfortable. But you can't really complain when you've had that much rain recently. Yeah. Um, or that you just look like a whiner if you do. And uh, that's kind of what we've been struggling with. So, you know, she she finally got most of her garden stuff done now. And about uh, the, the only thing that's really growing is green beans. And then I get, I'm the only one in the house that likes green beans and I actually like them raw. And I get like one or two green beans every couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, it's gardening has become a thing for Julie in the last five years. I like it though. I mean, you know, we get good peppers out of there and she's got green onions and oh, I'm drawing a blank on the other thing. But the green onions are the onions that you eat, you know, the green part that comes out of the ground. Yeah. And she planted it like three years ago. And it's never gone away. Mm -hmm. These are the biggest tree trunk green onions you've ever seen. And they've been growing for three years. We've never had to replant or anything.
1: I remember when my parents had their house in Florida, which they had when I was growing up. Um, The first year we were there, my my mother planted the top of a pineapple in the very corner of the garden and it wasn't it wasn't a big yard by any stretch of the imagination, it was only probably forty feet square, something like that um by the time she sold that house uh, twenty years later that that pineapple she buried was a, like a forty foot pineapple tree
0: isn't that crazy?
1: yeah, well, it is Florida, so it's you know it's hot and moist, and stuff grows like wildfire but it still was yeah,
0: yeah, but it's history for you
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah that's always I like those kind of stories when you hear that. Uh, we bought this house, and the first thing we did was plant the tree. And then you look at the tree now, and you're like, geez, yeah. the thing is huge. My parents had something similar. When I was growing up, there was no trees in the front yard. And my dad planted this little tree one year, and uh, it's huge now. I mean, it's, it's actually out of control. But <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. We haven't done that at this house because we just don't really have the room. I made a huge mistake probably the third or fourth year we were at this house, so like 2001, 2002, somewhere in there, that I cut a whole bunch of trees in the backyard down. Mm -hmm. Cut two of them were dead. They had to go. But I wish I would have not cut a couple of the other ones down. But live and learn. Yeah. So, um, kind of big news in the uh, tech world this week, which we're going to devote a lot of time to, so let's just jump right in it, and that is... Um Johnny Johnny Ives is leaving Apple.
1: Yes. This well the funny thing about this one really, it, not only is the news interesting in itself, is the fact that nobody had the idea this was happening. This game out of the blue.
0: Well, I don't know. I've been hearing rumors um for a couple of years now to be honest.
1: Yeah, but that but, he's
0: but, kind of looking to move on. That well, his interest in computers and tech was waning that the the last big thing he would really want to do was the apple campus and i heard that I, I i remember hearing that four or five years ago i remember hearing that when i was at um uh mac specialist so right. yeah. I, i'm not really surprised
1: well yeah look he's been at apple 30 years uh, he's pretty much achieved i mean you know his his status as a as one of the world's you know, most famous designers has been has been built on the back of the work he's done at Apple. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. Everybody was aware that he devoted an awful lot of time to the Apple campus and to the new spaceship building. And um, when you hear something like that, you think, oh, isn't he meant to be focused on external stuff, customer facing stuff rather than internal. So when somebody takes on a project like that, it's an indication that they're maybe getting a bit jaded. Um, with the day by day so in that respect it's it's not unsurprising but i I think while the rumors have been swelling for a while i think nobody knew it was coming Um, and what's what seems to be what seems to have happened is that um, it's kind of been dressed up as don't worry business as usual he's he's basically leaving to form his own design business he's taking or he's partnering with mark Newsom, who's another famous designer who uh, he's been collaborating with for a long time, uh, and um, they're setting up their own business. So I'm sure it's a dream project for him. Um, It's being pitched as, don't worry, uh, uh, he will continue to have Apple as a major client, um, so nothing will change. But that's complete rubbish, because obviously he has been a very powerful influencer on the design of Apple's products, but because being so close to uh, well, he's he's been at the top of the company. He's been able to direct uh, design led engineering, which right. he now will not be able to do because he won't have the internal influence or perspective that he has as a head of design at Apple. He he will just be a contractor, effectively, and no doubt a very powerful and influential contractor, but certainly no nothing like the level of influence he has today. Um, so do you think he left
0: voluntarily means? or do you think that it was one of those we think it's time for you to go and we're gonna dress it up as you've been wanting to go anyways, but we think it's time to go now. That's kinda what I think it is. I think that I think Tim Cook and company said it's we we, we gotta part pass at this point. Um and I think there's a couple reasons for it, but I think the fiasco with the the laptop line right now was probably a major contributor to that. You know, Johnny, yeah. Johnny, Ives is so all consumed about making things as thin as fricking possible. And it's in the last 10, 15 years has been function or form over function. And I think now we're at the point where that's really starting to become an issue. And I don't think he was willing to, to change and compromise at all when it came to that. And I think it got to the point where Apple realized, Hey, you know, this doesn't make sense for everything. We need to, we need to get freshen things up around here. I think I caught I'll be honest. I think it's a good move on Apple's part and Tim's part, to be honest, two part companies, but I think it benefits Apple a lot more than it does Tim or uh, Johnny Ives because they, they need a fresh perspective on their design because quite honestly, and I've been saying this for a while, their designs are boring. Now they're making the same product, for a long, long, long time. The iMacs are not significantly different than they were 15 years ago. Um, the iPhones, they're almost the same as they were when they were first released in 2007. The iPads, about the same as they ever were. Um, where, where okay. The earbuds, that's, that's pretty cool.
1: Oh, look, there's the Mac Pro, which is uh, quite Well, radical, that's the
0: first one. But this quite is not... radical design. I agree, uh, but I don't think that's a big Tim Cook thing.
1: A, a, a big Johnny Ive thing, you
0: mean? Oh, that's what I meant, Johnny Ive's thing. I think he was involved in yeah. it, but I think the engineers had a lot to say about that product, not yeah. the design firm. And uh, it's and clear by looking at the design, because it's designed around the engineering of the product, not the design of the product.
1: And, and I, I find myself wondering whether the experience of creating the Mac has has forced or or made some of the senior execs at Apple realise that um, you know the the balance has been has been too far the wrong way towards yeah. design. I, I, look, I think the criticisms you make about the uh, the keyboards and the the design of the laptops are quite legitimate, and I think that is a problem that Apple has been slow to respond to. And yep. It's, it's interesting to speculate whether that might be because... Um, the of the design,
0: inflexibility? Uh, yeah, of, the design yeah. team
1: at Apple were convinced it was the, the, the thing keyboard was the right thing to do. Uh, and, um, you know, obviously supported by engineers who have said, look, you know, this radical technology we've put to this keyboard is the future. Uh, don't worry, we can tweak it, we can get it right. Um, I think all of that stuff... It, it, you know apple would be a dumb company if it hadn't picked up on that and ultimately responded to it um whether that's significant the departure of johnny ive or not i don't know i i suspect this is something that this this has actually been on the cards for a long time i think he's increasingly been you know looking at different internal things to do uh, and he's kind of come to the end of the road there's nothing left to be done except to go back to redesigning the products and i I don't think that's what gets him out of bed in the morning anymore He, he obviously feels that he's he's you know um coaches deputies to the point they can do that job properly for him i do have some misgivings about how everything is structured now there is no head of design um
0: you know, but there never first, was before no, they gave him well, no, that official was, title. Well,
1: yeah, there was, because let's face well, it. Well, it was Steve let's Jobs. Let's face it, it was Steve Jobs. And, yes. St- and also, Steve and Johnny were very, very close. They were co-collaborators.
0: Well, see, now that's... that's I was getting to this, and I think yeah. you just hit upon the important thing. I don't think Steve Jobs was ever a designer, and yeah. I don't think he's ever pretended to be, but what he had was impeccable taste. He knew what was good. And he was right 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. And he also knew more importantly, what was not good and why, and he could pinpoint it. And he had the power and authority into that company going way back to the Apple two days to enact changes, to make it better. And I think his track record historically shows he was right. Not on every single product. Uh, I think like everyone likes to bring up the cube, the G four cube, that was simply a product way ahead of its time, yeah if that would have been released you know recently, it would have been a much bigger deal than it was then, But putting that aside, Steve Jobs was right most of the time when it came to what consumers want, why they want it, and they don't know they want it until we build this thing and He was right, and Johnny Ives was a brilliant designer. That made a lot of bad decisions that needed someone like Steve Jobs to say, no, not this way. Let's try it again. Yeah. And without that kind of... Uh, I, I think John Gruber put it really good. It, McCartney and Lennon. Yeah. Together, they were the Beatles. They were brilliant. Apart, nah, not so much. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, the Lennon stuff uh, with Yoko Ono and f- other than maybe Imagine, most of it was pretty terrible.
1: Yeah, and... McCartney
0: it, stuff with wings is oh, it's um, horrible. An aqu- it's, it's, so, an a,
1: know, it's an acquired taste. No,
0: it's it's it's, it's mired in the mid seven, or the yeah the mid seventies. Just garbage music. It it uh, really is. Yeah. Band on the run is absolutely yeah. atrocious. And he maybe had one or two good songs after the Beatles in you know the forty years since, but for the most part, it's just pretty awful. Yeah. But together, it was unbelievable the 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 sum is greater than the parts at that and, point
1: and i I'd, I'd take that definitely with uh, with uh, sir johnny and um
0: i'm not saying Steve. sir johnny
1: well he's a knight of the realm so i yeah will. but
0: i don't live in the realm
1: <laughs> in that case i won't call president trump president trump because he's i don't live in the us
0: yeah it's fine with me <laughs> i don't like calling him president either um, inmate would be better, but, um, <clears throat>
1: yes. sorry, I Moving slipped on. out. Move it on. Swiftly on yeah.
0: I think that without Steve Jobs' guiding influence at Apple, yeah. I don't think his work has been as. It's definitely been, the output has been high, but I don't think yeah. that the, the products themselves are as great. Now, he's done some really good stuff. I think the Apple Watch is brilliant. Yeah. I think the earbuds is great. But the computers – but remember, everything that they build at Apple is a computer. And and this is another thing that John Gruber mentioned in his post about this. Everything is a computer. And I don't think Johnny Ives wants to make computers anymore. The watch is a computer. The phone, the iPad, those are computers. The Macs, of course. Even the headphones are computers. And he doesn't want to make computers anymore. He wants to expand. Mike, Mike, yeah, I, this I is a good u- move for him.
1: I can understand that. And let's face it, you know, the, the guy's coming towards the end of his career. Yeah. You know, he's, he's he's at that point where a lot of people want to slow down and perhaps be a bit more picky about what they do.
0: Well, he could retire today and never work again. Of course, and, exactly. You know, he's, yeah. he's immensely wealthy.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's not, for, you know, I, I don't think making money is what gets him out of bed in the morning. No. I think it is design. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, lots of people in the arts want to slow their output down as they get a bit older and become yep. more choosy about what they do. So I can I can understand that. The, the concern I have really is the fact that um, this, as I say, without any sort of head of design, there is a real risk that Apple will go without mid-90s. careful stewardship, go mid-90s again, yep. where it was all led by engineering, um, and you end up with a load and load of schlocky products because some engineers think it's a good idea to do it. Yep. Um, there is a real risk of that i, I think if 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 uh, the team is not careful um and it'd be interesting to see how they manage that
0: I know diehard Apple fans will say, yeah, but the mid nineties was when I got into loving Max and Apple, and you know it was it was that was where my passion started, yeah, remember that was a beleaguered company, yeah, and they had some really bad products that we always kind of overlooked. And it, that was the period where a lot of companies, third-party companies, kind of stepped in to make Apple's products better. Um, you know, because Apple, Apple would release, a, 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 let's say, a G4. And by the time they got it to market, there was already faster processors out there. And yet Apple's products were slower than what you, you could buy. A great example is um, processor upgrades from MacSales.com. So smooth. Am I smooth? That was pretty good, you got to admit. That yeah. was pretty good. You know, they were, it was companies like MacSales, Otherworld Computing, that stepped into that void that Apple was releasing products that were already out of date when it came when it was released. But we were still snatching them up. We wanted them, knowing that there was companies like OWC that we could immediately upgrade. So that's a, a mentality that older Mac users have that, well, I want computers that can still upgrade. Well, yes, yeah. because when you got into it, they sucked out of the gate. You that's know? right. But the problem, it, you the, had to. Yeah.
1: The problem is, is if the iMac <laughs> goes that way, you can't do anything with it anymore. Nothing. If the MacBook Pro goes that way, you can't do stuff with them anymore. You know there are so few parts you can change on these machines, even if even if you've got the capabilities. Um, and then I think I think the latest ones, the latest laptops, there's pretty much nothing you can change. You used to be able to, and I've done this myself, change the SSDs in the older laptops. Yeah. I think I think the current ones, everything's soldered in. I don't yes. think you can do that at all. So, uh, there's absolutely nothing you can change in those computers. And the you know, the iMac is. And the pros, the pro is not too bad, but the rest of them are pretty much the same way. Um,
0: And I understand your fear that Apple didn't immediately announce a replacement. Um, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Let's get the right person in. You know, they didn't come out and say, hey, the hunt is on now. Uh, But you got to imagine that, look, this is one of the richest companies in the world. um, Led by some brilliant people that's been an apple a very long time and they know their history way better than you and i do so i i don't have that fear that it's going to become an a purely engineering-led company uh, although i would like to see engineering have a little bit more say in the design of products i think that's been a big problem and again the the keyboard issue recently is kind of indicative of that but i also think that there are a lot of very smart people at Apple, and maybe they don't necessarily need that type of person. Maybe it, it helps to break up the design between, you know, mobile and desktop. You know, yeah. and when I say desktop, I mean laptops and Macs and iPhones. And and then another one for all the other teams that are making headphones and watches.
1: Yeah, and- look, I can I can see the thinking behind that. If you've if you've had a charismatic character. And you feel that designers become too uh, too much, you know, the tail wagging the dog. It does yes. make sense when that person leaves, not to replace them, but to actually have or, that have Or them replace become. them
0: intelligently. <laughs> yeah. Re- or- Re- reorganize a little bit better. So instead of one person, it's four people.
1: Yeah. But the problem, the problem I have with that is that nature abhors a vacuum. And the problem is somebody needs to lead decisions. Um, and if you've got. Uh, I, I think they're all reporting to the chief operating officer now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, if you've got design reporting to him, and then you've got engineering reporting to him, you've basically you've you know you've you've given him the role of mediating that, and you've got to be sure that he does that well, um, and doesn't uh, let one be more influence the other. Uh, and you do you will end up with these situations where. Um, You know, once one side or the other, uh, basically, it's like who has the most clout in terms of getting what they want.
0: Yeah. Then it becomes more political. And that's not a good thing. Uh, There is one aspect of this that I was hoping maybe you would pick up on and you haven't yet. And I, you know, I don't always necessarily like coincidences. I don't think that coincidences are always just that. Oh, it's just a coincidence that these two things happen very close together. And there's a huge coincidence here that I'm surprised you haven't picked up on.
1: Uh, okay.
0: So Jonathan, Jonathan eyes leaves, but just a few months before Apple makes a massive hire. They hired on Rubin
1: oh, occasional see, co-host yeah. of the,
0: the tech fan podcast. They, he, he works for Apple now and he's got such clout that he could, he even came back on the podcast with you to do an episode while he was at Apple. So you think so, basically? So he's, I'm not. I don't think anything. I don't want to put any rumors out there. I'm just saying I don't know if I believe in you. Are you are definitively
1: in, uh, not speculating? I'm definitely Owen is calling not speculating. the
0: shots. That's I'm okay, not. Yeah. You know that's.
1: You think that you know? No, maybe, no, I didn't.
0: I don't think anything. I just. Yeah. I'm, there's no
1: possibility that him and Owen maybe I, had, I, a, I, had a had a had a stare down in the car park. I. You know. You know. I just. I,
0: I just, see it I just now. think.
1: Johnny drives a Bentley. Owen drives a Prius. You know, I can see. I can see them maybe jostling for a parking space. Perhaps words were exchanged.
0: Keyboard you know. brought up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. You, been, have you ever heard of Major Havoc, Punk? <laughs> one of those things. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know
1: who I am. Yeah. <laughs> you remember Atari? You know- yeah, do you, um, uh, yeah, you remember all those old Apple p- products that worked and didn't break? I designed those. <laughs> uh,
0: we love you, Owen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, you yeah, know, I think this what is, I mean,
1: You ain't getting no knighthood.
0: <laughs> no, you're not getting a knighthood. Although you could be president. Um, <laughs> I think that this is a good move for Apple. I really do. I've been bitching and complaining for quite a few years that apple needs to really shake things up on the design look nobody else is designing anything in the computer space they're really not whatever apple designs the entire industry follows suit samsung when it comes to computers and phones wouldn't be in business if it wasn't for johnny ives they just wouldn't because they just simply copy every single thing he does tweaks it to their own you know whatever but And then when they break away from what Apple's doing, like, oh, I don't know, foldable phones, it's a colossal failure, right? People say, oh, they made the first big phones. Yeah, that was a difficult thing to do. It's a bigger version of what Apple already made. Difficult. Um, So Apple needs to change things up. The entire industry, I don't want to say they've caught up when it comes to, you know, the elegance of how something's built. I still think Apple does that better than anybody. But for the average consumer, do the same. They don't see any difference between a Samsung and a, a phone yeah, it's, and an it's, iPhone.
1: You know, it's we're we're at the stage now when you can, you know, if you get in a Bentley, let's use a car example, you get in the Bentley, you can tell that it's a very high-class, well-designed interior. Yeah, but then you get in the Lexus and 90% of people will go, oh, it's, you know, it's cheaper and it's nearly as good. And, yeah. Uh, I like it. Uh, and that 's kind of where we are now is that you know apple Apple being the Bentley, obviously, and then everyone else being the uh, being the Lexus um, certainly at the high end of computing, uh, you know I have Dell laptops that are nearly as nice as a as an Apple Macbook exactly apple Pro, yeah, and you know they 're kind of built the same way they ate the aesthetics to a degree uh, yes some reflect some respects they 're better. Other so, are worse, so, you know. so
0: if we're going to have a new revolution in mobile device and desktop, and I think Apple's new Mac Pro goes a long way to establishing and planning that flag that this is a different idea. Um, I think you have to move on from survive because it's just. I don't want to say his designs are stale, but he has an aesthetic that he always goes for. You always know when it's one of his product products. Okay. You just do. Um, and that's why I don't think the Mac Pro was really his baby I don't believe it was um, I, I think he had some influence there but I don't think it was I don't think he was 24-7 hands-on on that product no
1: I don't think he was because he's been busy with other things and mm-hmm. you know that that is one of the reasons for this
0: and I, I think absolutely. he was more interested in the headphones and the Apple campus and the watch and the things that weren't obvious computers Yeah, and you know, I, the proof will be in the pudding when that machine's actually released and we get hands-on, and uh, Apple sends us 10 units for review, that, yeah. you know, is it as good as we think it's going to be? I think it probably will be. I'm very impressed from what I've seen of it so far. Yeah. I'm and design-wise, be- I'm more excited about the Mac Pro, and I'm not buying one, don't get me wrong, but I'm well, more excited.
1: Frankly, I'll be disappointed they send us 10. Mm-hmm. You know, how do they expect to do a proper review with
0: 10? Right. Yeah, I know, that's, yeah. Hello? Yeah. Um, it is called MyMac.com. dot <laughs> com. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good thing for Apple long term. Do you?
1: Uh, I do. I think um, what's interesting about the uh, the Mac Pro is that nobody else in the industry is making computers like that anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, desktop computers as a thing have have pretty much faded away anyway. Um,
0: well, except for in the gaming PC, but then you look at those, and those are still black plastic boxes with giant fans and LEDs blinking all over the place. Exactly. And
1: yeah. They're horrible. They it's it's and, exactly
0: uh, what they were doing in the '90s. There. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's. Uh, it's. They basically look like um, comedy cars from uh, Fast and Furious.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> those. Uh, those machines. This. Uh, they, the YouTube channel down there. Down the corridor from me They have Because our walls are all glass here So they have one Under a desk down there It makes me laugh Every time I, I walk past it Past and a furious AMD Ryzen logo In kind of glowing green letters On the side of the, this box With the, a glass like lights etched, the side And yeah, everything uh, Yeah It's
0: just it's a It's a glass etched <laughs> picture Of Vin Diesel In his Celica You know Yeah, um, yeah It's Yeah that I think I think Apple is the company to once again bring us new design, new ideas in computing, and because if not Apple, who? It's going to have to be a new company, and I think the cost to entry now is such that I don't see a new company stepping up to rival a Dell or no, an well, HP well, or an Apple.
1: Because the problem is, is that only Apple makes enough margin to be able to afford to do that.
0: Exactly. You know?
1: Everyone yep. else. Everyone else makes tiny margins on their machines and they make it up in volume yep you
0: know yep absolutely right 100 percent. but then again if it was a true competitor to apple well what operating system are you running windows
1: yeah that's what
0: well then 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 you're competing against the cheap products and you're you're not going to do anything that's an issue or you or or is a new company going to step up and build a a revolutionary computer with their own OS that, Oh, by the way, isn't compatible with any program on the planet. No, of course they're not going to do that. So it has to be Apple. They need quite honestly, they need to freshen up. Apple has been stagnant when it comes to design and that wow factor for a very long time, even before Steve jobs passed away. Yeah. Um, and, and some people say, well, do you think that Johnny Ives would be out if, if Steve Jobs would still be there? I don't know. Um, but I will say that the products wouldn't be what they are today. I think Steve yeah. Jobs would have shooken, shaken things up. Because I think it, it's it's obvious to everybody that we've been stagnant in design for seven, eight years now. In the entire computing industry. It's been pretty stagnant. If you look at your computers from seven, eight, nine years ago, they're not all that different than they are today.
1: Uh, no, that's that's. Fa- I think that's a fair comment.
0: Yep. So we had the we had the computers from the eighties and nineties, and then it changed in the two thousands, right? And we had that little bit of a time where we had these. F- colorful iMacs and stuff like that and the clamshell iBooks and the entire industry started copying that. Then of course, Apple pivoted again and we've got aluminum and we are where we are today. It's time for another change.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, it's, it's definitely true. If you look at that aesthetic of, of the metal bodied laptop, yeah, um, it, it has, you know, you can go all the way back to the titanium power book Yes. Uh, and that was when it came in. And you look at a titanium power book today versus a modern machine, and, yeah, the modern machines are thinner. Um, they've got better screens, they've got better batteries, and obviously much, much faster processors. But actually, apart from that, they're, they're still the same.
0: You they're give, very similar, but I would I would argue if you look at that titanium power book, I think it has more character than the machines do today.
1: Well, yeah, because it's it, it uses different materials rather than just being one solid slab.
0: Exactly, flap, is, yep. But okay. yeah, so that's David and my take. We would love to have your take. Uh, feedback is always welcome here on TechFan, even though we've got some and we've neglected to read them recently. Um, <laughs> it's the show at TechFanPodcast.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, it's TechFanPodcast, and we are on Facebook. So. We do want to thank our sponsor. I've already mentioned him once, uh, Otherworld Computing. If you're looking to get some more storage into your machine or externally, they're the company to turn to. They've got a 6-terabyte Toshiba drive right now. It's a 7,200 RPM. This is the big 3.5-inch SATA drive. This is big. Uh, 157 bucks. Not bad. 6 terabytes. Every bit of data I have right now, David, except for maybe some of my archival stuff, could fit on one of these drives.
1: Yep. I, I actually tons. bought a product from them yesterday. What would you get? I I've got, I got one of those um, Envoy uh, EX. We talked about the uh, little thumb drive that's that's like an SSD thumb drive.
0: Yeah, I've I've uh, be- got a couple of them.
1: Because they um, they have a big clearance sale going on at the moment, and I got my uh, my letter from Larry, my regular emails from Larry that I got yesterday, saying they had this big clearance going on. So I, I browsed through, and I needed one of these because the mac i'm currently using i bought use and it has a a 12 month warranty on it the warranty meaning that i can't open it up and do anything with the storage inside because you know they've done that thing where they put the uh, sticker over one of the screw holes yeah and if you take it off they'll know yeah and obviously it's a it's an older machine i don't want to give up that warranty in case something does go wrong with it but it means i'm stuck with the 128 gig ssd which is not big enough for me those Envoy
0: Pros, though, they're they're really fast.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, this is what I wanted. I've 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 tried using a, um, a USB three key, like a two fifty six gig one. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's fine, but it's not quite fast enough. Yep. Uh, and I know that the uh, the the Envoy ones, they actually have a proper SSD in. They do. They, they're just that bit faster. So my two thousand
0: and ten, two thousand and nine. I forget the twenty seven inch iMac I replaced with my. Pre-owned 21-inch iMac I got from OWC. Uh, I actually booted that up in Windows off of an Envoy Pro. Mm-hmm. I, I plugged it in. I had Windows. Yeah. I installed Windows on it. I restarted, held down the little key combination. It gave me which which device do you want to boot from. I booted from Windows, and it was fast. I was amazed.
1: Oh, USB three is very fast, and, yep. and when you've got fast storage behind that as well then uh, you're all golden. So.
0: Yeah, I was I was amazed that it worked as well as it did. I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. So we want to thank our sponsor, OWC. Uh, of course, we get to see them in person in a month, David. A month from right now, well, actually a month from right now, the, it would be the last day of the show. But yeah. we do have MacStock Conference and Expo coming up. I'm doing the My Mac quiz with Guy Searle. That's going to be on the very first day, right after lunch. Uh, it's July 27th and 28th. If you're not planning on going, I'd like to know why. Hey, if you live far away, I get it. But if you're within driving distance of Illinois, even if it's like eight hours...
1: Hey, hey hang on a minute. I live in—I live across the Atlantic. Don't yeah, but give me this, you live far away. That, you know what? Rubbish. You're right.
0: You're and right. David's flying all the way from the other side of a an ocean yeah. on a prop plane. It's okay. going to take him 32 hours on that prop plane to get here.
1: Oh, that's a- that's a shame i was hoping for an airship
0: no sorry (laughs) um so we'd love it if you guys came out and uh and if you do hey you're gonna see david and i come over and say hi talk to us we're we're the lonely guys that everyone's ignoring there
1: i will i will be bringing headsets so if you also anybody who wants to be on the show this is your opportunity you can sit down with me we'll do some recording and uh, a bit of banter you can tell us how you hate what we do and there we go
0: now, if you really want to have fun, come a day early, because the day early will be July twenty sixth at one. Was it one or is it noon? I
1: thought it was noon. It was noon. Well, noon. We'll lunch still be time. there at one if you. Yeah, we'll
0: still be yeah. there. <laughs> noon on the twenty sixth. David and I are meeting and uh, going to the Galloping Ghost Arcade. It's about forty minutes south of where Woodstock or um, Maxstock is taking place. Uh, it. It's going to be a good time. David and I have been there once. Uh, It's the only time I've been there, I believe, was with you. Um, And I still use those photos occasionally uh, that we took when we were there. So we're going to be at the Galloping Ghost Arcade. Uh, It's not much money to to play games for a couple hours. We're going to be there for probably maybe two hours, maybe three. Who knows? It depends on how fun the kids are having. Um, This is one of the biggest arcades in the United States. Excuse me, in the United States fact I think it is the biggest in the United States. We've got hundreds of games. They also have pinball. It's gonna be a good time. Come out, play some video games with us, hang out, talk. We might do a podcast from there too, who knows? Um, but it's gonna be a good time. That's July twenty sixth, the day before Macstock kicks off. Let's talk about the new Dropbox, David. Eee do we have to You know, so- I I let's call it produce. Uh, most of the podcasts in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And when I say produce, I just mean I host the files. So I get these files. I FTP them up to the MyMac. I update the RSS feeds. Basically, I push the show live for, you know, the geekiest show ever, Three Geeky Ladies, the MyMac Podcast, Tech Fan, uh, Let's Talk Apple, Let's Talk Photography. So there's a couple different shows in here that we're doing. And they all share... You know, all the files via Dropbox. So we have a, a shared Dropbox folder I do with all of these different creators. They put the new episodes in there and all the files that I need. And, I, you know, I could see, I get notifications that, hey, Guy just made a change to your Dropbox. So I know that that podcast is going to be ready here in a little bit. Well, the last couple files that have been shared for whatever reason have been delayed. Uh, the last one I believe was, um, let's talk photography and, um, it was put up there and just, it took forever for it to show up. Now I thought, well, maybe this is a problem with, you know, the, um, uh, the, the desktop app, if you will. Yeah. And Bart kept saying, "Well, no, I I put the file up there." And he would show me, a, "Oops!" Uh, he would show me a screenshot, and I would show him my screenshot. It was not there. I even went to the Dropbox website, signed into my account, and I didn't see it. And then yeah. there it was. And it was hours later.
1: So that that is a problem, and and the, the difficulty with that is that this was the part of Dropbox that was always rock solid reliable.
0: Exactly. It's this is syncing. why I subscribe. So- and, yeah. and use the system.
1: That's right, because it, the reason we've never used alternative products like um, iCloud Drive and stuff like that, there are functional limitations, but also they <clears throat> they were so complicated. Uh, there was so much going on the back end. The advantage Dropbox always had is it was a simple concept. You could understand it straight away, and it worked. It worked when nothing else worked.
0: Exactly. So we'll just throw it in my Dropbox. Ago,
1: yeah. Ten years ago, this... This file sharing thing was really hard. Mm-hmm. And Dropbox came along and made it super simple. It was so simple that, in fact, you know, many of iOS apps, back in the days when iOS couldn't do file sharing, started building direct API access into Dropbox right in the app, so that you could easily move files in and out of apps. Yeah, it was. It's always been rock solid. The difficulty is, is that uh, <clears throat> the uh, the competitors have caught up now, and you can now get built-in systems from Apple from Google if you're on an Android phone, from Microsoft if you're in Windows, um, that do the same thing Dropbox does, and they're fully integrated into the environments. So they're they're feeling the pressure, and you would have thought that they would figure out a way to innovate that keeps the core product there, and instead what they're doing is they're building... Well, it's kind of hard to describe what it is, because... It seems it's to a be,
0: collaborative workflow type of thing. That
1: yeah, it seems to be like they're trying m- to copy SharePoint. Yes. I think.
0: Yeah. I think they're, what they're trying And a trying little to, bit of Evernote, maybe.
1: Yeah, and, and a little bit of Skype because they've got some video conferencing stuff in there as well. But it's, 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 this is the problem. It's, it's certainly not something you can describe in a nutshell. Yeah,
0: there the you go. What, what's the, the elevator pitch, guys? Yeah. Exactly. You, for, you forgot the basics when it comes to something like this. What's the elevator pitch?
1: Well, I'll tell you what the elevator pitch is. is If you want to make use of all of these features, you have to subscribe loads and loads of people in your organization to Dropbox. Yes. Because otherwise it doesn't do anything. Exactly. Uh, and that's the negative elevator pitch because it's basically saying, oh, hang on a minute, I get this stuff from Apple for free and that works with their collaboration apps, you know, pages, uh, numbers, that sort of thing. Uh, if I have Office 365, which many businesses do, um, I get... I get Word, I get Excel, everything, and then I get sharing and I get SharePoint and I get all of that for that subscription. Uh, and if I have Google Docs and I get all of that, you know, with my Android phone and everything subscription, so now you're telling me I need to ignore those systems and buy Dropbox instead to do the same thing that I've already got with these other systems. Yeah. yeah it it just doesn't stack up. And the problem the- is, as you've just illustrated, is that – to do this, they are breaking their core functionality.
0: And that's a huge problem, fellas. I know you guys are avid subscribers, so I'm going to put it as succinctly as I can. Knock it off.
1: Yeah. If the core product
0: is broken, you're going to lose all of your customers.
1: I remember a couple of years ago, maybe a bit longer than a couple of years, maybe three, four years ago, there was a big fuss over the Dropbox client for Mac that... um, Basically, it was asking for. It was basically asking for permission to breach some of the newer security yes. requirements that Apple brought on, and it caused a big stink. I don't. I don't know how it was how, how it was resolved because at that point I stopped using the Dropbox app. I basically, when I send files to you, I use the web, because I don't need to have um, a sync copy in my Dropbox anymore. In fact, I don't. Apart from sending files to you, I don't really use it anymore. I use these other systems. Yep. Um. You know, because they, they, they work better for me.
0: Yeah, I probably um, should have said that earlier, that the, the other Dropbox person that I collaborate with is you, because um, up to about a year ago, I recorded both ends of the conversation, but with internet problems and what have you, it was just it was just as easy for you to record on your end, plus your audio is better, even though I still have to tweak it when I get it. I, I, I put some compression, and I kick up the bass and turn on the treble a little bit, make it sound a little bit better. It's like we're in the same room. Yeah. Um, but when when you break that core functionality, you're hurting people like David and I, who are your biggest fans. Yeah. that's That's been promoting your product for a very long time. I was on Dropbox's um, side, whatever you want to call it, for since the very, very beginning. I remember when Dropbox was released, when they were a very tiny company, and I had a meeting with a – well, I don't want to get into too many details, but I had a meeting with somebody – And he asked me for ideas on how they can expand. And I said, there's this company that just came out. They're very small still, but I think they're going to be huge. It's called Dropbox. And I explained the functionality. I said, honestly, if I were you, I would buy that company immediately. And this, they were not big at the time. They've been offered, you know, deals quite a few times at this point, and they've turned them down. Which I think was smart then, but now I don't know, man. It, yeah. It's hard to make your product sexy when it's just a shared folder between mobile and desktop devices. Yeah, that's you know really what, what it but, is.
1: But that is the core offering, and
0: I, I just said it's it, not sexy. I didn't say that it's not a great idea. I think no, it's cru- it, crucial
1: to me. To me, you've got you've got to build off that core, um, and if you want to if you want to add extra things on, that's fine, but you can't kind of skew your product towards those extra things. And throw away the stuff that works that people yeah. rely on.
0: Um, Not too late for them to turn this around. Um, right. I haven't seen any whatever changes they made. I think they reversed a few of them because it seems rock solid again. I think the uh, the internet was very vocal with some of the issues that cropped up after this last major upgrade. Yeah. Um, and I, I did know. have an update to mine, and it seems to be working great again. Yeah, so. I know,
1: but but again, the, the the Mac app is is still garbage. It, it, it's not good. It uses a huge amount of memory. It requires a whole lot of requirements. That's I, I like, don't have the Mac app.
0: Well, I have the thing yeah. that's in my, my um, what do you call it? menu bar, but that's it.
1: Yeah, well, that is that is the Mac app. That's the sync app. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's I've garbage. Got if, you, if you look at actually how it works, uh, it's not good. No. And, and instead of improving that, uh, and it's not great on Windows either, to be honest. Instead of improving that, they are just building all this server-side stuff that nobody really wants.
0: No. And that's the thing. If you don't know what your customers want, you might want to research that first. Look look at yeah. gaps in the industry and fill those gaps. Find the problems that you can solve and solve them in such a way that you're going to get eyeballs and attention. And if you do that, you're going to be successful. That's what made Dropbox successful. What they're creating, putting on top of their existing platform now, is it's not solving anybody's problems. Those problems are already solved. Think of the next problem.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, from our point of view, I'm very, very aware that uh, the kind of file sharing or folder sharing that we use is coming in iCloud very shortly. Yeah. So we may not we may not have a need for Dropbox either.
0: So, the w- yeah. One of... The best stories in technology, as far as I'm concerned, from the 90s, was id Software, Mm -hmm. id Software, id. Um, These are the guys that made Doom. And what a great story it is, right? Oh, yeah. John uh, Carmack and uh, John Romero, two of the the pioneers and the legends in the video game and, industry and
1: again you want you want to use that same analogy very much a lennon mccartney partnership
0: absolutely yeah. because separately and yeah. eh, not so much but together Carm- they were carmack brilliant. is the
1: carmack is the engineer yes. who writes kick-ass 3d software Yep. and then and then uh, romero is the ideas man he says well here's here's what we can do with that yeah he yes here's here's the type of video game we can make with that
0: and they were uh, very different people yeah so here's this great story that those of us like David and I and probably a lot of you that's listening that are these kind of hardcore uh, geeks, if you will, uh, know this story. And there was a book that came out you know a decade ago or so that I never bought. But it's one of those things that I keep meaning to go back and pick up and read. Um, well, I might not have to now because this has been picked up. Their story has been picked up by USA Networks to make a TV series out of it. And this yeah. excites me because if you remember right, for the last few years I was way into a show called Halt and Catch Fire. Mm-hmm. And I love that show. I don't know if you ever watched it or I, I loved it.
1: I'm aware of it. I'm not actually yeah. watched it yet.
0: You should. this the series is complete now? I think it's four or five series or uh seasons. It's it's done. Uh I loved it. Uh I've watched the series twice. When they finally finished, I went back and I watched the whole thing again. Um, this could be a really good TV series, if it's done right, and they've got a writer that I think is is on the ball. I think he's going to be uh, really good for the series. I, I'm looking forward to this. We're a year and a half out from seeing anything from this. They haven't written a script. They haven't and, done anything.
1: And I, I think at the moment they're only talking about a pilot, not as yep. a full series. So but I'm excited what, about what this. Yeah, I think this will be very interesting. And, like, the, the, the difficulty is going to be is that obviously it's is this going to be something where they stick slavishly to what actually happened, or are they going to do what what they did with Holt and Catch Fire*, which is they use it as a starting point and then take it somewhere else?
0: Um, I think because they're using real people, they're going to stick to the facts. Yeah, I mean, they may exaggerate things here and there. You kind of have to, but you know, you're not going to have three episodes of one guy sitting in a keyboard coding. It'd be kind of boring. Um,
1: (laughs) Unfortunately, that's pretty much John Carmack's story.
0: I know. (laughs) But that being said, I think that this, uh, the history of tech that we're, we've passed now, where you had these pioneers, I think some of these stories are extremely compelling because it has a direct correlation on what's going on in the world right now in technology. Now, this happens to be video games, but you can do the same things with uh, the Microsoft boys, the Apple boys. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the history is just so rich and, and I that, want yeah. to see it.
1: Not only that, these are people who have massively influenced culture. Yes. The, the, one of the reasons that video games is is a bigger industry today than movies is because of first-person shooters. Yeah. Doom was the first big playable yep. first-person shooter.
0: Absolutely. So and, yeah. these are stories that I think it's going to hit a couple buttons. The tech stuff, the nerd stuff and the nostalgic stuff. This is going back to the early nineties, which a lot of people are kind of into right now. Yep. You know, you and I were 80 guys. We were way into nostalgia, you know, 10 years ago, but now we're like, eh, you yeah, know, it's the eighties. Um, well now those those people that are in their late forties are having nostalgia for the nineties. So you're going to start seeing the friends movies and you know, that's rough. This is going to be bad. Um, uh but i I think that this is a whole genre that halt and catch fire really caught the pulse of and really did something quite amazing with it very compelling story but there's a lot more story there a ton of stuff that they can do and I like the you know certain aspects of halt and catch fire that was historical but most of it was you know basically they took the story of compact and then they just kind of went from there um this could be really good if it's done right and i don't know i'm excited about it i want to see more stuff like this though
1: yep um
0: the early days of my mac that's 95 i mean
1: it's a story that's waiting to be told
0: oh you got you got you got the story of a A bored post guy working for the post office.
1: Yeah, I know. Going
0: through a divorce, a new child.
1: I'm not sure whether you will come out of that looking particularly good. I think no about the
0: you know about the uh,
1: skeletons in your closet.
0: That's right, the whole FBI raid thing, and yeah, we should probably not. Never mind, forget I said that. (laughs) Bad idea. So with that, we're going to wrap up this uh, episode of Tech Fan. Uh, Missed talking to you last week, David. It was fun this week
1: yeah it was good and it's good every week it's a shame it couldn't happen last
0: week uh. well we do uh, again welcome feedback it's the show and we'll get to the feedback next week guys Uh, and we're gonna we promise we're gonna get back into our wiki trolling because I really enjoy that um, we 've just you know summer 's kicking off and things get crazy and schedules and blah 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 but we 're going to get back into wiki trolling as well, and uh, feedback is the show at techfanpodcast. com uh, techfan podcast on Twitter and techfan podcast on the Facebook. You could also just simply go to techfanpodcast com or mymac com and leave a uh, a message right there underneath the show notes, and we'll read them here on TechFan next week, the week after, and the week after that.
1: Uh, And maybe you could go to our Dropbox and collaborate with us.
0: That's right, yeah. And if you got an idea of something we should talk about, hit us up. Let us know. Maybe we missed a story. Maybe there's something out there they're like, wow, you guys totally didn't even talk about this thing yet, and I was kind of looking forward to getting your perspective on it. Let us know. You know, Dave and I both work full time, so we're going to miss stuff. Let us know. We're both well-read, so we probably didn't miss it. We, we think your idea is boring, but you never know. Hit us up. We'll,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you if you think your idea is boring. That's right. You too, so.
0: <laughs> See you next week, David.
1: See you then. Hmm.